Hello, I'm Will Yeoman, and welcome to another episode of The Pod Well Travelled, where for the first time in quite a while, I think, we're all in the same room together. We've got travel editor Stephen Scarfield, aviation editor Jeffrey Thomas, and travel writer Penny Thomas as well. Welcome to all of you. Great. Thank you, Will. So, a lot to get through. We've all all been out and about in various ways, Mm. but also we've got a fantastic new publication coming out this Friday. Stephen, what do you want to start with? Well, I think you've you've got the story of the week, actually. The story of the week, um, yeah. You're just back from the Northern Territory, from the centre of Australia, of course, which is is so culturally interesting, and that was your reason for going. So perhaps tell us about that. Absolutely. But also my first time uh, to the centre of Australia... To oh, I didn't realise that, actually. Absolutely. First time ever. So it was very exciting for me to be there. But particularly because of the um, Desert Mob, the annual exhibition and uh, art fair, which happens in Alice Springs, um, which features all the art centres uh, in and around the Central Desert. So you've got you know, South Australia, Northern Territory, and uh, Western Australia as well, actually, which is... Um, you know, including art centres like Spinifex, for example, and Martimili, which um, some listeners may be familiar with if they um, are in Western Australia. So that was incredible. That was on at the Araluan Arts Centre and also the um, Arts Fair. Had to move indoors, unfortunately. Normally that's outside in the, in the sort of outside area of the Araluan Arts Centre. But they were expecting rain, which didn't eventuate. Anyway, that's a side story. Also Desert Song, the Desert Song Festival, which takes place at roughly the same time. It goes for 10 days. Just fabulous. Just making use of the out, outdoor sort of venues like White Gums, um, also the Araluan, again, Art Centre, the, the auditorium there, which is pretty incredible, actually. Amazing um, acoustic. And the whole town really comes alive. The other big thing, of course, is that the um, they had, I don't know, there's just so much going on, not just in the middle of Alice, Todd Moore, for those of you who, who know the town, but also beyond that, like Hermansburg, um, a lot of other you know, areas outside, as you will be familiar with, Stephen, just a huge amount going on. But Papunya Tula, that, that famous arts uh, centre, they were celebrating 50 years since the founding of that art movement. So their gallery in the middle of town was just absolutely heaving. It's interesting, isn't it? Because, you know, art the, you know, and the visual sensibility drives that town to me. Sure. Um, but also you've got the contrast between the, the desert paintings, say, to the north and that Hermansburg school, the sort of uh, McDonald's range yeah, look that we know absolutely. from Namajira and so on. Yes. Um, and you, I think you went to Stanley Chasm, which yeah, of course yeah, he's totally. very famous for painting for. Exactly. And you, you do feel those, you feel that north-south contrast, but you feel overall this sort of... Um, the place imbued with art and sensibility. Did, did you feel that? Particularly on a first visit, did you feel that? Well, I think I did, but also the enormous variety. I mean, as you say, you've, you've got some a shared sensibility, but then you've got this enormous variety of styles. Like if you take, for example, the, the sort of the Hermansburg style, which is very much almost a European style of landscape painting that's been appropriated by these guys and made and they've made them made it their own with the colours of, of that particular part of Australia. But then there's whole, the whole dot painting thing, which yeah. of course is associated with Papunya yeah. Tula and so forth. But Completely then of course the weaving style. too. And then the weaving too. How which, did, yeah, how interesting is that? You went I, to the weavers. I went to the, um, the, the, the Junpi weavers um, and I did a workshop, which was a great, great pleasure to, to actually try my hand at making a basket, which was amazing because that's another form of immersion, isn't it? If I, I urge anybody who goes not just to, to look, but to actually do I mean, we did dot painting as well. We had a yep. dot painting workshop too. 
So to yeah. understand how that actually works. And of course, physicists can do dot painting workshops at Stanley Chasm. Stanley Chasm, which is what we did too. You can yeah, get I, it, you know, I had, a, I had a very sad little go at that once. But anyway, <laughs> let's move on from that failure. No, as I say, so clearly a lot going on. And for those of you who are listening to this pod, like now, as in this is Wednesday, uh, the Desert Song Festival goes until Sunday. So if you happen to be heading over that way, mm. I couldn't yep. recommend it more highly. Yep. So and also, I mean, you know, particularly Alice Springs is so good at staging festivals. There's, mm. um, um, you know, the Festival of Light. And exactly. Throughout the year, there are festivals and events there. So it's, it's a town with real sort of energy. Yeah, no, it is. Okay. And, a, and a great yeah. sense of humour with great the Henley on Todd rowing yep. race. That's right. And the one time it was cancelled was, was when the Todd River had water in it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, of course. I'm so glad the aviation's chipped in because I'm, you know, what annoys me beyond words is that there's no direct flight between oh, thank Perth you. So and... So it's my fault, is it? It's not your fault, but if you could fix it. Between <laughs> you, Perth you, and... You, you and clearly Alice haven't tried hard enough this, to rectify no, no, the I'm situation. Not, no, I'm not picking you. I'm just saying, you know, that no. from Perth to the central Australia, there's no direct flight. It's just a disgrace. Yeah. I mean, um, at, you know, at, at particularly the, as we're supposed to be a gateway with direct flights from London sure. and so on. It's just outrageous. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, you know, the whole aviation industry, as we know, is in, in turmoil after the pandemic and the fuel and everything else. And I think it'll be another 12 months before it settles down and we get back to, you know, some normality of schedules. And I'm mm. sure Alice and Uluru will be back on the agenda for sure because they're two fabulous destinations. Absolutely. Actually, yeah, while thanks, we, thanks while, for calming me down, Jeffrey. While, <laughs> while we're talking about that, so I flew um, across with Virgin um, via Adelaide and then mm-hmm. back with Qantas via Darwin. Mm. Apart from a short delay in Perth uh, setting off, absolutely no problems. Mm. And getting through security and everything just within seconds, literally. Mm. You, you, you've you know? done it, almost circumnavigated the country. Well, it it feels like it. And well, again, no. that highlights the absurdity of the situation. It's absurd. Well, I've you know. I've been I've had about uh, fifteen, sixteen flights since travel resumed. Yes, and I haven't been delayed anywhere. Mm. So you know, and even even into Europe, didn't have any problems whatsoever. Incredible. Which, but there's some horror stories, and certainly a lot of people have had their travel plans terribly disrupted and missed out on holidays that they desperately want. But uh, hopefully that'll settle down in the next uh, few mm. months. Now, before we uh, go over to Penny and talk about Kings mm. Park and staycations in Perth, tell us about this amazing. Um, New publications coming out on Friday, Air and Cruise Traveller. Yes, well, our Air and Cruise Traveller. I mean, before COVID, we had the Air Traveller. Now we're having Air and Cruise Traveller. Yes. And this is the first one uh, since uh, travel is kind of resumed. And we're having an in-depth look at what's happening in the aviation or airline scene. Um, and also having a, a real good look at what's happening with the cruise industry, uh, particularly focused on Fremantle. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Stephen's... Uh, um, working with with me, uh, doing all the cruises that he loves, plus looking at the dining, all the dining options, and and so yeah, it's come together really, really well. Uh, it looks fabulous. Um, we're really, really impressed with with the way it's all turned out. It's it's fantastic. Mm. It's it is our uh, you know it's our big kind of color magazine of, of the mm. year, and I mean it looks it looks nice, and it's a, a kind of something to keep, but also. I mean, there's a lot of detail in there. Jeffrey, in particular, has mm. gone into you know so much detail mm. with mm. with the aviation side, and as he mentions, with the 
the ships coming particularly out of Fremantle, which is just growing. We've been updating that mm. as we went to press, you know, because that's changing. I think we, so, we updated it about three times as it keeps yeah. changing. <laughs> so, yeah, it's so getting it's more a, and more. A pretty, it's a, it's a, a, hopefully a great publication to keep. Mm. So it's in the West Australian on Friday. And mm. um, so the first of many, we'll be looking at mm. more of those, that style yep. of publishing next mm. year, of course. And we've also got some new uh, news on the Super Jumbos coming back. Of course. Uh, which will be in Saturday. Uh, some detail with uh, about Emirates and Qatar. Mm. So mm. those people who like the A380 and who doesn't, and who doesn't um, good, good news, good news. Great. Well, that's, yeah, there's lots of, mm. lots of news coming up there. Mm. So, Penny, you've been sitting there very patiently. Yes, thanks, you've got, so, you've got some news. For those of us who are living in Perth or Western Australia, you've got some news closer to home, haven't you? Yeah, I do. Um, I guess I'll start off with the Kings Park Wildflower Festival mm. just because that will be in this, this weekend's paper and then the um, day away um, story after that but I guess I went down to visit the um, Kings Park volunteer guides uh, on Friday and had a had a wonderful chat with Peter Winter and John Dodd who sort of showed me around the um, botanic gardens there um, in preparation for the wildflower festival which is actually kicking off this Friday and will mm. run until the end of the month um, and uh, it's really good to see to see the guides I guess they're the people that staff the visitor centre there at Kings Park and they also run regular um, guided walking tours but for the month of September when the festival is on um, they are actually sort of upping the ante a bit with their program and putting on a whole range of specialty walks that people yes, can yes. Um, to choose to go go on and um, they're really interesting different ways I guess to see a different side of the park and sort of go down different paths and 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 things that you might not necessarily always go down so um, it's worth looking into their specialty walks which can be – they all are free as well, um, but they have to be booked by the Eventbrite app. So if you just go online and, and book a spot, um, that's really worth doing. And the other thing I wanted to mention about the Kings Park Volunteer Guides is that they've produced a really good brochure this year, mm. um, which has over 100 sort of wildflower species in it that they've gone out and photographed and then they've collated them in a sort of way, in a colour-coded sort of um, categories. So if you're unsure about what – um, wildflower you might have found or photographed you can just sort of use that as a resource and find out the name they've also got the indigenous names of flowers there too and where they're commonly sort of found around western australia as well um, so that's really good it's only 6.95 and you can buy that from the aspects um, shop at king's park and it's yeah it's really durable as well so you can sort of put it in your backpack and take it with you and and keep hold of it so when you are traveling around the state and and hunting for wildflowers mm. it's a really good thing penny showed it to me the other day it's, it's beautifully produced mm. very clever as you say the organization through the color codes which is probably how our eye you know searches for things yeah. it's very good the volunteers and friends are just amazing sort of powerhouse behind the park, aren't they? Yeah, mm. they're wonderful people and um, you'll often see them yeah, dressed in their sort of dark mossy green sort of um, shirts and jumpers and wide brim hats. But they're all super friendly and very approachable if you've got any questions as well whilst you're, whilst you're at the park. And they're, they're not only just there for the festival, they are there throughout the year, so... Amazing. Now, for something completely different. Yes. <laughs> well, I guess I'll start off by saying there is this new sort of app that launched in Singapore last year, which mm -hmm. is called Day Away. But yes. I will come back to Perth because it now is linked to Perth in a moment. Um, the app was um, essentially founded by a lady called Martha Wilson, who was in Singapore in the sort of throes of the pandemic and realised everyone was doing staycations. But 
She was after finding out something just to go to a hotel and maybe find out what daytime experiences they have um, without having to stay the night. So she ended up launching this app with a lot of sort of luxury hotels coming on board with her to Mm. offer just daytime experiences. And after launching it in Singapore, she took it to Hong Kong and then Thailand. And then this year it's recently launched in Australia and um, in Perth, they've got Como the Treasury as one of their hotels, which is a pretty sort of um, luxurious hotel. If I mean, we will all probably know, but for the listeners that don't know, it's a beautiful, beautiful hotel in the, in the heart of Perth in a, a, a really old sort of heritage building, well, the old treasury, I guess, as well. Mm. Um, so I was given the opportunity to pick one of their three experiences because they do um, a high tea, a lunch at Wild, a, a, a dining experience at Wildflower, and or you can pick to sort of check in from 9am to 6pm and just spend the day in the hotel. So I went with that one and you'll be able to read about that in the story that that will be in the paper in our travel pages. Um, But yeah, it's a really interesting concept and it's just about sort of, I guess, finding different deals that you can sort of book um, sort of immediately as well, which which is super interesting, I find. Mm. Was was this partly, I mean, the, the invention of the app, was it partly a response to the COVID situation, not perhaps having quite so many visitors from elsewhere? And so well, what can we offer people who actually live in that city already? Exactly. Well, yeah, it was it was an, in a response to the pandemic, but it was also because so many hotels were sitting there without being used, I guess, throughout yes. the day. So they wanted to be able to sort of bring that on board. And it's, it's one of those things that connects consumers, I guess, with the companies as mm. well, the platform. Mm. Um, the app is really easy to use. And what I find quite interesting is just, I guess, the, the sort of hotels that have come on board with, with Day Away. Um, they really are quite luxurious and high end. It, it, so it sort of makes it worth it. And um, you sort of do get tempted as well by the different experiences that are um, found on the app. Mm, yeah. That sounds fantastic. You, you guys fans of uh, Come in the Treasury? Absolutely. <laughs> Fabulous place. And dinner at the Wildflower is about the ultimate experience. It's mm. uh, sensational. Wow, that's a, that's a pretty mm. good wrap. I think the place. yeah the whole restoration of that not just yeah. the treasury but the whole precinct it's the cathedral yeah. precinct is, it's the a kind of benchmark in Western Isn't Australia because what, what um, you've got the, the city of Perth Library which is an amazing piece of architecture in itself you've got St George's Cathedral right. a mm. number of commercial galleries that's within right. that yeah. area as well I mean Adrian Finney who is sort of the man behind that they brought in stonemasons from mm. in all sorts of from mm. around the world so mm. yeah super skilled craftspeople working on the building. But also a lot of other buildings were sort of taken down or renovated around, particularly around the cathedral mm, precinct mm. there. So I think the whole precinct's just, mm. say, it's a benchmark for, for what we can do in Western Australia to, no, no. to keep the heritage but really make it, as you yeah. say, very modern, up, updated, Penny. Yeah. Mm. Absolutely. Now, now, Stephen, before we go, I wanted to ask you about Around the world dinner. Are there still tickets available? For this coming. Uh, there out are soon? a few. Yeah, yeah. no, like it's it's mm. it's filling up very quickly. Actually, there are a few tickets available. There are tickets available, but it's um, it's we we've we're kind of there, but wow, we can yeah, we've we've got a hundred and whatever it is it number looks like you just can't, tickets sold. You can't sell enough. What's what's far more important to me is that it's actually written. Uh, the whole evening, of course, is written and scripted, and I've. And I finished that and recorded that last yes. night, so I'm feeling yes. a sense of relief because, you know, the whole evening is is written as a kind of progressive story, and each piece that we do before the different courses, mm. you know, have their spot in the evening. So the main piece is the just before is with the main course, and desserts a bit lighter and sweeter, and so I've written all that, I record all that, which I did last night to a teleprompter, and I've emailed all that to our composer Steve Richter, mm. so. 
it's now he he will start he can start work on all the music now which of course is played live on the night so. we, we must be the, we must be the only newsroom in australia if not the world that has like a like a, an in-house composer like a, <laughs> a, a, a court composer we've <laughs> got a resident composer and a resident, resident chef yes it's extraordinary isn't and of course it? chef uh, costa samados who i was tic-tacking with yesterday he's He's just amazing, you know. Mm. I'm very excited about it. So mm. we've got the we've got the order for the courses and the variety in there. So yes, it's, working with people like that is is mm. just a joy for me. So no, absolutely. Now mm. I, I always like to finish the show to ask who's going somewhere next and 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 where are they going? So who who out of us is has, is going on a, on a trip? Um, I'm going on the Queen Elizabeth, mm. um, cruising from here to Melbourne in early December. It's going to be amazing. Really looking forward to that. Mm. Very, very much. Mm. Been on my bucket list for too long. But uh, you're yeah, looking forward to it very much. And that'll feature in our cruising special early next year. Well, that, that sounds pretty hard to beat. Mm. Antarctica? Uh, yeah, okay. Oh. <laughs> Sorry, Jeffrey. In fact, yeah. we've got uh, 22 uh, guests coming into the building here at the West Australian in, in Perth tomorrow. Indeed. For the sort of pre-departure get-together. So I'm taking 22 West Travel Club uh, members with me. Um, mm. So, yeah, we're off to Antarctica. My favourite time of year, late, late, my favourite time of year in Antarctica is late November, early December. Mm. Um, because it's just before all the eggs, of the penguin eggs have hatched. So, you've got 300,000 nesting penguins on the peninsula. And uh, I do describe penguins as, as single use krill machines. So, once the, once the eggs have hatched, the parents are putting the krill in one end and mm. i'll leave the rest to your imagination i like my penguins clean and my clean and fluffy and my snow white so i, I like to get there before all the eggs have hatched so i'm very yes. happy about that yes. so yes. that's that's probably one of the one of the next big ones for me yeah anyway. no for sure mm. penny any any plans anything uh, in the pipeline? not at the moment i would have loved to go over to melbourne for the grand final if Fremantle were in but they're oh, not yes, so i'll no. be staying here Doesn't matter. <laughs> okay fair enough but, but isn't footy easier to watch though when you haven't got it yeah. is. Any emotion. <laughs> way, way easier to watch. Yes. Oh, next yeah. year. Next year might yeah. be out there's, here. There's, but there's plenty of travel coming out for all of us. I mean, mm. you know, the whole world is moving and um, our sort of relationship, our partnerships with, with organisations all around the world are very, very active for oh, at the moment. So yeah. we'll all be out yeah. and about. No, indeed. I, I mean, yet to be confirmed, but I'm possibly going to Vietnam and Cambodia and Singapore in November. So watch this mm. space. That'll mm. be an amazing trip. Yeah. All right, guys, it's been a great pleasure finally being together all in one room, all in one place, all in one time. Uh, looking forward to talking to you all again next week on the pod Well Travelled. Thanks, Will. Super, Will. Thank Thanks. you.